Welcome to another episode of Adding Context, a podcast of compelling conversations centered on advancing and enhancing the human experience. I am your host, Michael Bollins. Welcome to another episode of Adding Context. Today I'm talking to you, Tom Shin. Tom, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, Michael, uh, my name's Tom Shin. We've known each other, I would say, 20 years as a, as I think it's been about that long, close maybe to close that. to that. Yeah. Uh, I used to work at 94.5 PST, and uh, that's how we met. It was actually 97.5 when we met. Yes, that was... <laughs> Showed you how oh far my, back it was. Oh my God, we are old, aren't we? <laughs> so uh, why don't you uh, give me a little background about you, where you're from and, and things. I grew up in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, uh, born and raised South Jersey boy, um, Got the job up at PST right out of high school. I was 19 when I got the uh, got the job there. Uh, I worked there for almost 19 years, um, but I left in the summer of 2018. I think that's when it was. <laughs> yes, 2000 summer of 2018. Uh, after a great great run in radio. Um, and then I worked at a restaurant. I was the GM of a restaurant and then COVID hit. So yeah. Yeah. Kind of affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So big time. What was your, when you got out of high school, I guess that was your intention. You knew you wanted to be on the radio and kind of just went after it. No, I honest to goodness wanted to be a cameraman for channel six not just because of Cecily Tynan, <laughs> but because I love doing the, the behind the scenes of camera, uh, technical director, audio, all that stuff. Channel 6 didn't have an internship at the time, and PST did. So I went there, and I did my internship interview, but I ended up knowing how to work all the equipment, so they hired me instead. And then I just worked my way up. So what was your first job with PST? Uh, board operator um, for one of their uh, sister stations. It was, at the time, it was ESPN 1680. So Trenton Thunder, Trenton Titans, anytime there was uh, a game on, somebody's got to be back at the studio to run the equipment. So that was my first job. Got it. How did that transition you into being an actual on-air personality? Um, I just kept being that guy that would never leave the office and pestering of like, <laughs> hey, I want to do this. I want to do this. But back then, that that was, you know, 1999. So uh, my mentality as a 19-year-old right out of high school uh, in college, at community college, was to work, 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 get my feet in the door, do anything to get that full-time job where I think that the youth of this day don't have that same kind of drive. Um and I just I just pestered and pestered until they said, all right, let's let's give this guy a shot, you know, on air on weeknights or weekends, overnight, two a.m. to six a.m. when the only person listening was Mike while he was on duty. <laughs> <laughs> you uh you ended up getting transitioned to the weeknights, and you mm-hmm. had a a pretty good show. I mean, you you guys were pretty highly rated, weren't you? Yeah, Tommy Jordan and I. Man, if I could go back in time, but also at the same time, I don't think we could get away with the stuff that we did <laughs> back then. Um, we went, Tommy had great ratings as the night show host uh, on PST. 
Uh, and then back in 2003 is when they hired me full time. Um, they gave us kind of like a test week, and after a couple of days, they were like, "Yeah, we want to, we want you to be on the night show with them." And our in radio, the ratings books, um, our fall and spring are the important ones, and the numbers like tripled and quadrupled in some categories. The very first rating book of us being together, so they signed us to a contract and locked us in for a few years, and uh, the rest is history. So it was awesome. You guys had good chemistry. He ended up um, going to greener pasture, so to speak, elsewhere. Yeah, and he's moved. He's moved all around. Yeah, I, I still talk to him periodically. Um, you guys had a good chemistry, and then he left, and then you became kind of the head cheese, so to speak. Yeah. What was it he, like that first time where you got to actually be the you know full control? Well, it was good because when he. Because when he took a job with the morning show, because uh, I forget who it was, got let go, uh, and they asked Tommy to step into the morning show role. So it was good because I learned everything from him for the night show. So it was good that he was still in the building, um, that if I had questions or anything about the night show, that I could just bounce off of him. Um, and then when he got let go, you know, that that was a, that sucked. Like that was a, that was a big <laughs> hit um, when they let Tommy go. Um, seemingly out of nowhere, um, you know, it sucked. Um, but we still talk. I literally am texting him. I text him right before I <laughs> talk to you. So people always ask, do you still talk to Tommy Jordan? It's like, yes, almost every day to, you know, at least twice a week. So, yeah. Yep. So you guys, you, know, you I'm going to refer kind of you now because I kind of met you around a time where he transitioned to the daytime you guys did a lot of stuff, and I don't think that a lot of people knew what you as a nighttime person did because, you know, Monday through Thursday, you were pretty much in the studio, and then Friday and Saturday nights, you were exclusively bouncing around at different clubs, nightclub venues and stuff. <laughs> yes. Yep. What, uh, what words of advice would you give to somebody or, or even your past self before you got into that to prepare yourself for that? save your money <laughs> like all the club appearances like our our salaries in radio if you weren't one of the big big cheeses your salary wasn't great it was livable at the time um but all those club appearances that we did that's where we would make the extra money and me being you know a stupid 25 year old that had three club gigs per week for years straight and didn't bank any of that. That's what I would get mad at my <laughs> old self to tell my future self. Um, but other than that, it was, you know, it was a learning experience for everything from everything. And, uh, I don't regret one thing, you know, the radio has been a crazy, was a crazy, crazy ride. And I was glad to be on it, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm glad to be out of it as well. Is it as cutthroat as it seems? Because you, you mentioned that a few people, quote unquote, unceremoniously let go. It, it seems like it's a little on the. Uh... It's really, and after 19 years, almost made it to 19 years in the business, it is still money is all that matters in radio. There is nothing else. It doesn't matter if you're a diehard, um, you know, take it. There was only a few of us left. I mean, my boss got let go there from PST, um, I guess, about four months ago. 
and he was with them with PST for over 25 years. So it literally always comes down to money, which it sucks at the same time, but that's really all it is. There's, there's still people there that have been there for a long time. Um, but it literally just comes down to money and I, I don't think it's fair, but it's just a business. It's just like everybody's got a price, you know, on, on that Excel sheet, everybody's got a dollar sign next to them. So they know if, uh, if it's time to cut budget cut time and that's it. So what if any are some of your more, uh, memorable, memorable times or experiences at, at that nighttime spot that you were in? Just the things that we did. Like we had, <laughs> we had so much fun, got to meet so many people, got to do so many things that just the experiences for me were greater than any dollar sign that I, you know, when I wasn't married with three kids where money didn't matter. It didn't matter about that. It was the experiences that it was just it, still to this day, look, you know, me and you for, for almost 20 years staying in touch, yeah. me and Tommy, same thing. Like just, uh, there were so many great, great times that the experiences were, were the best. And it was just, it was a great time. There's some that I can never tell some <laughs> stories that, that, you know, that we can't tell, but then there's some that, you know, just meeting so many people and seeing old interns and part-timers doing such big things right now yeah. that it's like, wait a second, that's my intern or <laughs> that was a part-timer with me. So it's really cool. Would you ever think, I mean, you have to have a, a certain personality to, to go out and do the things you do and engage and get people, you know, hyped up. I mean, essentially at the clubs, you're, you were the hype man for the, for the mm -hmm. club. What tips would you give people to, if they had an interest in, in, being a little more outspoken and be a little more confident because there's, that's definitely something I think you kind of exude is, is this <laughs> confidence. It's, it's like this, it's such a carefreeness. I, cause I think that one of the biggest things is I don't care. And you hear some people say it and, but I genuinely mean it. Like I don't care what other people think of me because you're either going to love me or you're not. That's it. Like there, I don't think there's really any in between because I try to get along with every single person that I meet. I treat our, you, you remember that we had cleaning guys at PST that I treated with the same respect as I did as the owner of PST. Like everybody's got a job. Everybody's there to make money. Everybody needs to just have fun. I hate, I hate people that are just negative all the time. I, you know, sometimes I, catch myself being down on myself about something or things aren't going right. And it's like, all right, you're breathing. So don't worry about it. And I, I think that's honestly why I could always just get up in front of a crowd. I couldn't, I would be the most nervous person in the world when we used to have to go to like first and second grade for like book time <laughs> and read to these kids. That was terrifying, but put us, you know, at Sun National Bank Center in front of 10,000 people. I have no problem with that. Like, I, it's a weird, weird, weird thing that I have, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I just try to make people laugh and have fun. Like life's way too short to not have fun. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I agree with the philosophy. It's, it's all about experiences and, and doing what you can. What are some of the more memorable uh, interviews you had with some artists that came through? Miley Cyrus before she was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she was good. Um, 
the the craziest one with just the the amount of fanfare and buzz was one direction when they were huge when they were um in camden that was absolute madness like the decibel level in that place and then getting to go backstage and and interview them that was crazy um jeez there's me and Post Malone before Post Malone was huge and the tattoos. I actually still even have a picture of me and him on my Instagram and it just doesn't even look like him today. Um, <laughs> pre tattoos, pre tattoos. Like there's nothing on the man, like just stuff like that. It's just to see him. It's like, Oh, well I met him, you know, four years ago, five years ago, whatever it was before he was huge. So that's been, that's been crazy too. I remember one time Adele came up to PST and they send out the email, Adele's going to be here. And I'm like, who's that? I'm not going up there to see that. <laughs> how big Adele got just funny stories like yeah. that. Nick Lachey, would talk to he would sit here and talk to us about college sports for hours if he had the time really? because he was just that down to earth. Um, and that was I guess whatever boy band he was in. Uh, I guess that was when he was doing the solo thing. Yeah, it was after ninety eight degrees when he was doing his thing. And that's funny because Nick Lachey is a pretty big dude, very ripped. But he has like this monster of a bodyguard. That's like, wait, Nick, why do you have this guy? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can fend for yourself. It's like the uh, the guy that played uh, Bane. He makes his bodyguards <laughs> look like munchkins. Right, that's Toby Keith. <laughs> Toby Keith is huge. I've oh, met yeah. him a couple times, and he's got a massive clan of bodyguards. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do you need these guys for? <laughs> to keep the distance. <laughs> yeah. What are uh, – you've met a handful of people, and then you've also kind of – what's the word I want to use uh, – built up some people, you know, like you said, you spoke of your interns, any of the interns that you still keep in touch with and, and the part-timers that you refer to? Um, I haven't talked to her in a, a, I would say probably like a year or two, but Jessica Boyington, she does uh, stuff on channel six on six ABC. She was an intern of mine. Um, Katie Bofoso, she got a, a TV job up in Maine. Um, there's another one, uh, Caitlin, she does, TV down in Maryland, um, uh, intern slash part-timer Brett, um, Brett Axler. He actually has a book coming out that he wrote. Um, it's about, he got a job with the NFL and then he got a job with Disney and then Google stole him from Disney. Um, so he's wrote a book about it and that comes out and he said that I'm going to be in it, which is awesome. Cause I've never been in a book before. Um, but just, Stuff like that, stories with the interns and part-timers that, you know, thank me for getting them into the business. And I'm like, well, wait a second, you're way more famous. <laughs> like, this is this is awesome that, you know, that I know you. So it's cool. It, it, it's pretty cool. But I, I keep in touch with most of them. Just simple things, Facebook, Instagram, sending each other messages, text once in a while, stuff like that. It's, you know, it's cool. So you held a number of positions at PSC and then you, I guess, left for whatever mm -hmm. reason that was. Where did you go after you left the, uh, after you left radio? Uh, I was, so after it was my, it was about six months into me being a little bit unhappy with, with how radio was going. Um, I just didn't like the direction. It was getting way too corporate and political and, 
money and then like I said, events are a big thing for for us when I was in radio. Um, you know, and once the events started slowing down and you know, I've got a wife and I've got one child that I was never allowed to talk about too, because if you ever noticed I wasn't allowed to talk about being married and talk yeah. about having kids. Just that's just how it was that I wasn't allowed to talk about it. And then uh, one day was like, I need a new career path. And um, I found that in the restaurant and bar industry, which is a whole crazy other industry in itself. But, you know, um, I worked for a local restaurant and uh, it was great. It was a good learning experience, but it just wasn't, you know, just wasn't the best. But at the same time, it, you know, it paid better than radio ever did. <laughs> so I can't complain about that. And then, you know, COVID hit and you can't find a restaurant job pretty much anywhere right now. Yeah. It's things are uh, just kind of put the big stamp of crazy on it for right now. Yep. Any of the, the skills set that you learned from being on radio that helped transition into the job you had at the eatery? Yeah, it was, it was pretty much um, budgeting, scheduling, you know, I, I really just had to really learn the kitchen and the food. Um, staffing was, you know, the same uh, since because of PST, I was the marketing and promotions director. So I had a staff. I had to do budgets. I had to watch what we spend. You know, the, the really the only other thing was profit margins and stuff like that with, you know, if the food's caught, this meal's going to cost us $4, you know, we've got to, you know, sell it for twelve ninety nine or sixteen ninety nine or something like that. That's the stuff that I had to learn. Um, and drinks, I refuse to buy them out at a restaurant now, knowing how much they don't cost. <laughs> <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it's, it made me go, wow, when I was 21 and I would spend all that money at the bar and it's like, wow, it was an eighth of what it actually cost. So that was something cool to learn. Yeah, I, I bartended for a little bit, and and knowing the the cost to <laughs> purchase <Yeah>. ratio, <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah. a little, little disturbing. But uh, you know, hey, you gotta make your money. I get yeah. it. But uh... <laughs> don't knock it. People are gonna you're gonna you're gonna put a price on it. People are gonna buy it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So any any interest or any thought to you know, use your talents, your personality to to do a podcast or anything like that? Uh, Tommy, Tommy Jordan and I have actually talked about this (laughs) and, um, we're working on it and, um, me, it's just like, it's like, I I enjoy it. The the one thing that I miss about radio, I think is the only thing I miss about radio is the entertainment of people. Like I, I love entertaining and having fun. Um, but at the time the, the money just wasn't right for me growing with a family and wanting to get a house and, you know, do all the adult things. So that's why I had to, had to step away from it. And now look at people that are doing a podcast or a YouTube or anything like that. They're making money from stuff that we used to do years ago (laughs) that it's just frustrating that we didn't, you didn't think of it back then of what it's going to turn into. So Yeah, I mean, Tommy and I definitely want to do one, and we'll see where it goes. But you know, just to just to do something fun. Yeah, and that's that's partially why I I kind of started mine. It was just to just engage with people and talk to them and and learn you know, people's different life experiences and such. Yep. What are you doing now 
to pass your time? I mean, what's it what's it like to be a father? A uh, six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old make the days go sometimes really, really fast, and sometimes you're like, oh, my God, it's only 1 o'clock. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Go take a nap, this or that. Uh, it's it's fun, though. The kids, they're, they're unbelievable. It's crazy to watch it, and I feel like an old person by saying, like, oh, you know, they grow up so fast. It's crazy that – I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. Like it's, it's blows my mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't have as many kids. Uh, you know, my oldest is 15. My, oh my, my god, youngest. that's crazy too. <laughs> my uh, youngest is 12, going on on 13 in a few months. It's, it's it is amazing how how quick. And it's funny you know, going through my Facebook you have the memories of, you know, four years ago and looking at my oldest in his hockey gear, he looked so tiny mm-hmm. and look at him now. It's just like, where the hell did time go? And, and yeah. how did you get so big? Yep. You yep. have all girls or what's your now, boy, girl, boy, six is boy, four year olds, girl, and one year olds, boy. And the four year old girl runs the show, runs the house. Uh, I am not scared one bit about, uh, her growing up, I just fear for her boyfriends <laughs> because she is crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I can't speak to that, um, oh. Oh. but I can believe it, especially if she's your offspring. I mean, oh, it's, if I get up off the couch, where are you going? I'm going into the kitchen. Are you coming back? Yes, <laughs> Elena, I'm coming back. <laughs> Has the six-year-old showed any any interest in any specific sports? Uh, we were going to do baseball last year and then it was obviously canceled. Um, so we're going to try again this year. Um, I don't think he is the most athletic in the world. (laughs) So (laughs) I think he will be, uh, building, uh, rocket ships and, uh, doing, he really wants to do space travel and stuff at six. I know all kids say it, but he can name every planet, what they're made of, uh, you know, what the gravity's like on these. And it's very strange how much he knows about outer space. Um, so I think that he's going to go that route. And I think the one-year-old is going to be the athletic little football player because he will tackle you down and bite you and have no remorse of it at all. So, <laughs> Do you plan on uh, doing the fatherly duties of coaching them when they get older? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I don't know if I can deal with some of the parents that are at these my nieces both play softball and going to watch those games and you just listen to the parents in the stands and it's like man i'm here to just have fun like calm down but so i don't know maybe 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 not i think i might be good of just you know being a parent in the stand cheering on having fun being obnoxious with like air horns and stuff but not not getting on the coaches, the umpires, or grilling my kid because he throws like a girl. I don't. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I, I can say that that's that's definitely easier to sit back and, and watch, right? Um, although it's a little harder for me because my I've I've always coached my kids and and everything that he's done, mm-hmm. which you know maybe good, maybe bad. Um, but I can I can attest there are some crazy parents out there that oh yeah their kid is should be the all-star he should be starting he should be doing this he should be doing that it's like he can't tie his shoes no he can't <laughs> uh yeah it's 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 interesting that the the inflation 
of ego that some parents have with their kids. Oh yeah. Did you have any, uh, I guess, influence in your six-year-old's interest in space? No, we we think he's from outer space because he knows so much about it. Like me and my wife are not readers. We're not like, you know, I, I would say that we were average students. This kid is, it, it's impressive. It's, it's scary of how much he knows. And it's just, I, and I, you know, you get the parents are like, oh, my kid never uses a tablet, doesn't watch YouTube, doesn't do this, doesn't do that. He's not allowed for electronics. Like, I honestly think that YouTube videos and his iPad that he has, yeah, he watches some, you know, Fortnite videos, but he'll sit down and watch NASA stuff. Like, I only follow NASA on Instagram for when he takes my phone because he wants to look at everything that NASA does on Instagram. Rocket launches. We have to drive to the beach. When they launch from down in Virginia, we have to go down to the beach and watch, and he'll tell me the day. And then when the space station's flying over, he's got an app on his iPad to tell us so we can go outside. So the electronics for me, for him, I think have benefited him greatly, and I think that's really where he learns it all from. So... Any uh, future trips down to Cape Canaveral or Florida? 100%. We have to take him. We've already decided that. (laughs) And, uh, yes, because he wants to do that so bad to go see it. He will will enjoy that very much. Yeah, my youngest has this fixation with the Titanic, sunken ships in general, but, I mean— He, he, that's what he started with too the titanic what is it with these kids i have no idea but the the stuff that he can do i mean when he was in i guess it was third grade his teacher brought us in during a conference and it's like you know i don't want you to be alarmed but this is the project that connor did and he had this whole elaborate slideshow of the titanic and the U- uh, the rms britannica i mean he the amount of information that he has in his head about these sunken ships is just it's just it was mind blowing. It's like, how did you get into this? And I asked him, like, you know, Connor, where did this come from? I don't know. I just, I like it. That's, he'll... that's Zach too. He was <laughs> his in kindergarten. It was the first year that we were in our new house, so he's in a new school and excited. And parent teacher, you know, no, sorry, it was back to school night. So we got to go in because it was pre-COVID, uh, we got to go into his classroom and the teacher's sitting there and she's talking to all the parents of all the kids and she's talking about the same kind of thing, projects, and they were building this and they could use anything in the classroom to make stuff. And she's like, and you know, little Billy over here made a teepee and Mary over here made a doll. And she goes, and then there's Zachary. And me and my wife looked at each Uh-oh. other like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and she pulls out the Titanic and she goes, and Zachary made the Titanic. And everybody in the classroom looked, and we're like, yeah, that's our boy. <laughs> but, it, Mike, it was like the exact thing with the smokestacks and this and this and this was all. And she goes, I've never seen anything like this. And we're like, yeah, that's our kid. What's up? <laughs> no, I was, we were shocked because at first when she goes, and then there's Zachary. I'm like, oh, my God, he made what a pair of hooves or something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what did he do? Well, that would like, be, oh, that would be something you'd do. Oh, absolutely. That's why I was fearing that he did it <laughs> because, uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's crazy to watch him with that. Yeah. I mean, looking back at my kids and, and, and looking back at my childhood, I, I kind of wonder how different things would have been for, you know, you or I, if, if we had access to the information and technology that they have access to. 
I probably would have done a whole lot better in school. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have too. I mean, I've at least been yeah. a little bit more uh, invested in my time in high school at least. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, my, my oldest is more of a kind of go with the flow. He'll find something, he'll stick with it. And I think the thing I'm getting frustrated with him about is he just, he doesn't, he has potential, but he doesn't put the effort in to, to really capitalize on the potential. Okay. Um, and if I ever come up with a solution for that, I'll let you know. So you're prepared. <laughs> yeah, please, please. <laughs> but, uh, it, it's, it's amazing that what the kids pick up and, you know, your kid picking up science is, I, I wish my kid picked up more science. Although I think my youngest is definitely, uh, in that vein. He's, he's more mm-hmm. the, the ego kid. Gotcha. Um, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years or so? Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, honestly, I don't, I honestly have no idea. I, I, I would hope just happy and healthy is honestly, is honestly it. Maybe, Maybe, and this is going to sound like a crazy dreamer thing, maybe hitting it big because when you're home just uh, enjoying dad life and stuff, you you kind of pick up some things. So my cousin has taught me a little bit about the stock market, and no, it had nothing to do with GameStop. I was in it before <laughs> that whole thing happened. Um, but that, it, that's that been interesting for me to learn and play with. Um Day trading or, or just kind of not really stocks. Mine are, mine are all really long term. I haven't sold anything with it. I've just bought stuff and watching it go up and down has really been interesting to me because you, you you grow up hearing about stock market, this, that, but I, I am mad at myself because I was going to think because everything that I have bought has a reason behind it. Like Royal Caribbean. I've been on their cruises. I like them. So I bought it home Depot. I shopped there, stuff like that. So in December, I'm so mad at myself, but I'm not, I literally said PlayStation five is coming out or came out. I was like, GameStop's going to report their fourth quarter earnings. They're probably going to go up a little bit. Maybe I'll buy it. And I was going to spend 200 bucks when it was at $12 a share (laughs) and I didn't because I'm still new to it. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I was like, it's been way down for years. So I didn't do it. But at the same time, I can't kick myself for it because that was a complete fluke. So, yeah. I mean, what, what's going on over the last few weeks with that has just been kind of unprecedented. And I, you know, truth be told, I started kind of playing with the stocks myself back uh, last March. And yeah, I bought one stock and it's done really, really well for me. And everything else has kind of been dabbling. But I bought GameStop back in, I think, like August for like six bucks a share. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had 15 shares. Uh huh. Had it for about a month. And then, you know, you saw the reports that, you know, they were closing stores and uh-huh. you know, it wasn't really looking good, too good for them. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not going to keep it if they're going to go <laughs> bankrupt and close. So, yeah. I sold it, and then my brother-in-law tells calls me up the other day, you know, a couple weeks ago. He's like, "So, you got any equity?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got a little because you might want to buy a few." And so I, I buckled down. I bought a few when it was still, I think I bought it like eighty bucks, and okay. I was able to transition that to a little bit of a profit. But you know, I'm trying to to be a little more aware and 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 make use of it. But I, I think I'm definitely leaving Robinhood after this. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I don't use Robinhood. Um, I um, use Stash, so 
it's another kind of kind of like a Robin Hood, but they didn't shut down really much when that whole thing was going on. So that's good. Like I said, it's, it's literally, it's not even, it's not a ton of money, but it's just something for me to learn from. Well, maybe one of these times you're going to pick up the next Amazon or, or Netflix exactly. or Apple thing and it's going to explode. Great. Right. That's, <laughs> that's why in 10 years, maybe that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> We're going to uh, go into the, the handful of ridiculous and absurd questions that I have. So like I said, you can, you can answer them, you can pass on them. You can pontificate oh, on them however you'd like. Uh, <laughs> so the first one, what makes you feel old? What makes me feel old? Huh. I don't. <laughs> I'm 40, but I still, I mean, my back, my back hurts. <laughs> That's what makes me feel old. But honest to God, I still feel Mentally and physically, like I'm a 21 year old kid, and that's bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think I'm in the same place. My body makes you feel old, but because of my perspective on things, and I, I try and live life a little more vibrantly, it's, it's mm-hmm. I don't feel as old as I am. And it's funny now, you know, looking at it when I was my oldest kid's age, I'm like, wow, 40 years, 45, you're old, and now I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm almost 45, and it's really not that old. It's really not. Yeah, it's really not. So, yeah. 45 is the news, like 20. <laughs> exactly. That's what it honestly feels like. Would you ever pick up a hitchhiker? Uh, Probably not. No. <laughs> probably not in this day and age. I was expecting you to say, I, I already did. You know. <laughs> no. No, never have. Because especially if my mom knew that, nope, I would, my ass would still be beat right now. (laughs) So no, I'm going to go with no hitchhiker. I think it depends on where I am. I I might, I'm not sure I could definitely (laughs) say one way or the other. I mean, obviously if you look like your, your typical horror movie hitchhiker, I'm not going to pick you up, but yeah. Yeah. But then if you pick up somebody that looks normal, they're the ones that's going to chop you up into pieces. Yeah, it's always the, the psychos are generally unassuming. Yeah. Let's see. Which body part do you wish you could detach and why? <laughs> uh, detach to never have again? I would. We'll, we'll go with detach, but to be able to re, be reattached. Detach, but reattach. My nose, it's huge, so I don't think I'd really miss it that much. <laughs> yeah, I don't use it for that much either. Then you're going to miss out on all the scents and you know, smells of food and people puking oh, yeah, because I they drink too much. Food. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> not going to miss that. <laughs> I would tend to think that I would have to have something detached that's not as important. I'd say my toes, but they're kind of important. No, you fall over. Yeah, you can't do that. Maybe my left hand because it's not as useful as anything else. Uh, if you were a villain or a criminal mastermind, what would be your calling card? <laughs> Man. Uh, I couldn't leave the sinks on because that's the uh, wet bandits from home alone. <laughs> uh, um, my calling card, if I was a criminal... I don't, I don't know. Maybe I would, I, you know, if I tried to rob a bank, I don't think I could because the tellers would probably laugh. Like, I, I, 
<laughs> they wouldn't take me seriously. That was probably my calling card. Like, this is a stick up. They're like, ha, no, you're just messing around. All right, you're right, I am. <laughs> I, I, I haven't thought about that. That's, uh, I'd have to do something stupid or, you know, literally a calling card. Kind of like the, a la the Riddler from Batman. Okay. With a little logo or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not as creative as I'd like to be sometimes. No, me either. I, I don't know what I would do. Would you rather pull a tooth with a pair of pliers or brand yourself with a cattle prod? Pull that tooth. No way. Burns will that that burn will still hurt days later. That tooth will come out and I'm good. I had three wisdom teeth pulled out and then took no drugs afterwards, so I'm good. Pull my teeth. You're a bigger man than I am. I'd go with the cattle prod. <laughs> No. I never said how big it had to be. <laughs> That's true. You didn't. Take I never said one. which tooth it would be either. So <laughs> True. But still, I have a problem with, I, I'm super sensitive with my teeth. Uh, I have one dead one, so I'd pull that one because it has no feeling right now anyway. So, What, um, anybody, anywhere that people could maybe follow you or anything that you want to promote as a father and former uh, radio jockey <laughs> Facebook I still am on there um, I don't even know what my name is on there because I don't, <laughs> I, I don't with all the stuff that's happened over the past year with elections and stuff I just stopped I just stopped paying attention um, what is my name on Facebook I think it's just Tom Shin <laughs> yep it is look at that uh, and my Instagram is Shinister and uh, I think I use Instagram more, but I really don't post that much because when you were in radio, that's all they cared about. Post this, do this, do that. So now if I don't have to be on social media, it's a big relief that I don't have to do it. So what, I guess one final question, what would be your, your words of encouragement to anybody that listens to this about how they could and should go about life? Money is green no matter how you make it, so don't look down on anybody that's mopping floors or the CEO of a business because they spend the same money and it buys the same things. I know it's on two different extremes, but I, I, people concentrate on little things. I, I, I don't concentrate on those. Like, Just live life. Have a good time. If you're broke, I mean, we've all been there. Most of us have been there where you don't know where your next dollars are coming from or, you know, you've got a ton of money in the bank, but you know, they say money can't buy happiness. It, it makes things a little better, but I don't know. I just, I just live life. I really have no, <laughs> just have fun. Like that's it. Like I just encourage my kids too to just have fun, be a kid, go do things. And you know, if they break something, as long as they tell me it's not a big deal, but you know, I don't know. I, it's, that's such a tough thing. Like, just live life. Have fun. It's too short. I think that was about as succinct as I could put it. You know, be happy. Be Treat others as you want to be treated. And, yep. You know, there's no reason to, to disrespect anybody. And go do your thing as long as you're not hurting anybody. What does it matter? All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. And no problem. Thanks I for having me. have to have you, got, you and Tommy back on. Uh, 
<laughs> that'll when, be when you guys get things squared away. <laughs> that will be trouble. Oh yeah, but I look forward that'll to it. it. It's fun trouble. It's kind of trouble that you guys good. used to get into in the studio. We that was that was <laughs> trouble, trouble and fun trouble. <laughs> so, yes, I, I just absolutely. it's I recall the. Can you? Just drive by the parking lot because there's some really <laughs> shady people standing out in front oh, of our windows. It was unbelievable how many times we had to call you guys for shady people. There was one guy that got, I think, I don't know if you worked that night, where the guy got actually into the building all the way upstairs on the third floor, and he's at the elevators, and you guys are downstairs, and you're like, come let us in. I'm like, if I come let you in, I have to go by the bad guy. I can't do that. <laughs> I think I was working for that one. I, yeah, he was. He said he was from a record label, but he wasn't. You guys arrested him, so <laughs> people are crazy. It seemed to be a uh, at least Monday through Friday, it was a big thing. You guys weren't there on the weekends. We'd have to shoot people out because yep. they didn't realize that you were not in the studio. <laughs> right. What do you mean if he's you not there? If you don't hear PST doing the weather, that means they're not there. Trade secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a it's been a blast, and and I appreciate your time and and the fun chat. And uh, I wish you and your family healthy. Thanks, buddy. You too. And as soon as Tommy and I get our podcast off the ground, we'll uh, get back together. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adding Context. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or visit us at addingcontext.com. You can also support our show via Patreon. Send us feedback and show ideas to podcast at addingcontext.com.